today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Election campaign is underway. Have you noticed that? Uh, we're into day six now. I think there's some similarities between the global pandemic and an election campaign in the sense that uh, uh, one day kind of bleeds into the other and you never really know what day it is. I believe it is day six of the campaign. The only good thing about an election as compared to the uh, pandemic, at least we know when it's going to end. <laughs> at least it's only 36 days. And we can eat and drink our way through that, although with a global pandemic, we're finding out that's a little bit more difficult. All right, uh, with this election campaign underway, lots of issues, uh, lots of polling being done, uh, which is always fascinating, especially during a global pandemic. Let's bring in Daryl Berker, CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs, social political researcher, author, commentator, all with us now, and author, bestsellers including Big Shift and Empty Planet, and with us now. Uh, thanks for the time, Daryl. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me on. All right, so uh, the latest poll that you guys have done, uh, Justin Trudeau still holding on to a lead over who is best to uh, run this country, and uh, I guess it's 39% are saying he should get a third term. What are your thoughts? Yeah, people, it's, it's interesting. They, uh, they do still very much like, at least enough people still like enough of what the Liberal government has done that they want it continuing to continue after this next election. But the problem is the way that they're doing things and the personality of the leader is really causing some difficulty through the course of uh, uh, of this first week, particularly when we took a, uh, take a look at the polling results. You would think that the prime minister would uh, be performing better, and he's just not. So it's not so much the party, it's the person leading it. Yeah, I mean, so for example, uh, we do know that Justin Trudeau is, you know, runs well ahead of his party, a few points ahead of his party right. in terms of popularity. But when you when you start asking people specific questions about what they think about the prime minister, uh, they see him as somebody, you know, who's done a reasonable job of doing things like managing during the pandemic and that kind of thing. So all the practical stuff that relates to being the prime minister, they like. But it's all the stylistic points, it's the way that he does things that uh, that people find off putting, and in most particular. Uh, what they find off-putting is they don't feel that they can trust him. How do you explain not trusting him and yet giving him higher marks? Well, they haven't found anybody else uh, that they would regard as the alternative yeah. yet. In fact, the, mm -hmm. the, the leader of the NDP, Jagmeet Singh, and, and Aaron O'Toole, the leader of the Conservative Party, are virtual unknowns to the public. Uh, Singh is a little bit better known than Aaron O'Toole but they don't know enough about the other two candidates to actively think of them as a replacement. But they do have, if it was like a performance review, some notes from the prime minister. And and the notes are, um, you know, 44% of us, uh, when we hear you promise something in the campaign, we don't think you're actually going to do it. Uh, when we think about uh, whether or not you're sincere about what you're saying, we're not really sure. And by the way, you you like to accuse, say, for example, the Conservative Party of hitting, having a hidden agenda. Well, at least 10% more of us think that you have a hidden agenda. Hmm. So there's, there, like I said, there's some points here about the way that things are done and the way that the uh, the government, and particularly through the Prime Minister, communicates with the public that they'd really like to see an improvement in. Does, do these sorts of things matter? I mean, as long as they're happy with the job being done, does it matter? Although this is quite odd considering what got him elected in his first election, and it was all sunny ways and the selfie. I mean, you know, it was quite a popular brand. Uh, obviously, you know, there's, there's, there's some questioning that brand. Well, you know, uh, something that I've written many times, and I'll just repeat, the left needs to love. Yeah. So if, you're a, if you're a politician on the right, 
not so much. Uh, you know, stylistic points don't matter as much as long as you're doing a good job. But if you're a progressive leader, you've got to inspire. People really got to really need to come in behind you and 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 uh, be taken taken along by your leadership. And that means your personal values, the way you present yourself, the level of appeal, even you know that kind of a Hollywood type of uh, of uh, charisma, uh, really matters to people who are on the left of the uh, political spectrum. And right now, um, the uh, the uh, um, level of of, of uh, belief that the prime minister has that for people, even who previously voted for him, is much lower than we've ever recorded. That's interesting. Um, what about, uh, we saw certainly what happened in Nova Scotia, how they were all predicting and projecting uh, another liberal leadership win, and in fact it went to the Conservatives. Some are saying um, it's not about past performance, it's what, you, what are you going to do for me now? And, and many have pointed to the, you know, the example of Churchill after the war and won the war and whatever and, and then got voted out. Uh, are people tired of the pandemic, don't want to hear about it, don't want to hear about mandatory vaccine, which seems to be a big issue. I mean, mandatory vaccine and reproductive issues are the big issues of the day. Um, one, obviously, uh, pandemic-driven. The other, you know, is just an old favorite that dates back a few decades. We, we keep talking about this. Will this be about past performance or moving forward? I think it's going to be about moving forward, and unfortunately for the Liberals, um, it, it, it's... They're given very good marks by the Canadian public in terms of how they've managed the pandemic. But, yeah, it really is about moving forward. And, in fact, the prime minister got that. I mean, when he stood in front of Rideau Hall, that's exactly what he said. He said, um, yes, this is about, you know, uh, endorsing what we've done in the past in terms of managing the pandemic. But this is really about selecting our way forward. So he's the one that put that question on the table. And the Canadian public's looking at him saying, yeah, but we don't know that we can believe what you're going to tell us about what the way forward is. And we're actually, in some ways, concerned about what you have planned, which is the hidden agenda question. So um, it, uh, it never was a vulnerability previously for, for this prime minister. It's become a vulnerability now. Are you surprised that here we are day six, and it still is w- really early in this campaign. Well, but, but it's not, that, Scott. It's not. Y- explain. Not. Explain. Sunday, by the time we get around to Sunday, the campaign's 20% over. Yeah, uh, elections, elections Canada says there's, uh, you know, we usually get about, uh, I think it was the number was about uh, 250,000 or 500,000 uh, mail votes, mail-in ballots. This time they're preparing for 5 million. Yeah. So this is an incredibly short campaign. Um, if we go back to 2015, Stephen Harper, um, when he ran to hold on to his majority and lost, that campaign was 75 days. This time around, yeah. it's 36 days. And it's being held in a pandemic in which a lot of people aren't going to vote the way that they normally voted. They're going to be voting earlier, and they're going to be voting by mail. So the end date is not actually September the 20th. It's earlier. And we're already through the first week in which the government usually controls the narrative because they have all of the variables on their side. They get to call the date that, on, on which they, they've selected. They spent the better part of the year building up to this with all sorts of announcements and other things. And they should have a kick of momentum as they come out of the gate. And these, uh, th- this particular government has not got that going for them. So we're talking maybe two or three weeks here that's the, the real window uh, for the rest of the campaign. Because after that, a lot of people have already voted. 
You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. You bring up a very valid point in how this pandemic uh, election is different from those in the past for the reasons you're exactly saying. Uh, The NDP and the Conservatives have already launched their full program. Uh, and, and the liberals are, are, are doing it dribs and drabs, bits and pieces at a time. Uh, and, and I've heard that strategically that is why the NDP and the conservatives are doing it this way for the reasons you speak that people are starting to vote, uh, ASAP. Uh, will this, will this hinder the liberals? Do they need to do more? Should they release their entire platform now? Well, they need, well, they need to do something to change the momentum because they really don't have it at the moment. But, uh, uh, what they were counting on was that they were going to be filling in the blanks for the Conservative Party before the Conservative Party filled in the blanks for themselves. That was going to yeah. be the focus of their campaign, starting with this idea of mandatory vaccines and how the Conservatives were on one side of it and the government was on the other side. Well, that's all kind of fallen apart. So it doesn't look like they've got a plan B, uh, although the Liberals are in tremendous counter counterattackers. They, they, they run a very good election campaign, so I expect they'll come up with something. But at the moment... Uh, this, this, these are the doldrums for them. Are you surprised that here we are? And as you said, it is day six, not only day six, but we've already, you know, uh, wasted five or six days, some may say. Um, do you, do you, is it odd that at this point, at day six, it seems the big issues, although housing has really started to poke its head through, uh, I'm noticing, but the, the, the first few days, this is all about, well, how many, you know, is your mandatory more mandatory than my mandatory? And an issue that the liberals are constantly painting the conservatives with and have for, my goodness, 10, 20, 30 years, and that being reproductive rights. So here we are in the middle of a pandemic election, and it seems that the big issue is, you know, how are we going to get that last couple of percent vaccinated? And is your mandatory really mandatory? And issues that we've settled back years and years ago, yet the conservatives still let themselves get painted with this stuff. Yeah, and, and it's 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 hard to stop the other side from painting you with it if they've got all the paint. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and so the liberals, you know, are going there because and by the way, really early And it works every time too, like Daryl, like they do yeah, this every single election. And in our in our sometimes and, it does, sometimes it doesn't. And here's what me? I would ask your listeners to pay attention to. Just go back and it's all online, you can go take a look at it, you know, you can go back and read the history on it. 2004, 2006 were both very similar elections to what we're going through right now. 2004, the Liberals turned on the guns on the Conservatives, Stephen Harper, in exactly the way that we're seeing it right now, and it worked. Paul Martin was able to hang on for, to, for a minority government. Granted, he was stepping out of a majority under Jean Chrétien, but he was able to win a minority government um, by running a really effective attack campaign on Stephen Harper. They tried the same thing in 2006, and it failed. And the reason it failed was because it was too over the top. It became too hysterical, and people had become more familiar with Stephen Harper, so they weren't prepared to, to easily accept the charges that were being made by the liberals, and Harper won. So I'm not sure if we're dealing with 2004, 2006. At this moment, the next couple mm. of weeks will um, we'll, uh, say what it's going to be. But either one of those scenarios... The purpose of having this election campaign for the federal liberals, calling it the way that they did at the time that they did, was to form a majority government. Either one of those scenarios from 2004, 2006 is is a step down from that.
It seems that what is starting to, uh, to, to break through in these first six days is housing. Uh, lots of chatter about just how it is completely unaffordable for young people to get into uh, the housing market. Many are talking about programs. You know, at the end of the day, I've had many professors on saying it's, it's a simple supply and demand issue. We just do not have enough. We're, you know, we're trying to get more and more immigration to keep the population growing, but we're not, you know, we're not, uh, we're not building places for them to stay. Uh, and again, when we are, they're incredibly expensive. So how big an issue will, do you think, housing and affordability, supply and demand be in this election? Well, if you're a progressive voter, really big. And the problem that the Liberals have at the moment is that the NDP is seen as being ahead on that. Yeah. By people who say that this is their most important issue, affordability, the NDP currently leads. Uh, interesting. The NDP announced, I think they were going to build 500 new, uh, 500,000 new houses across the country. Um, uh, O'Toole said, I think a million. So obviously this has got, uh, the leaders, at least two of the leaders attention. What does Trudeau need to do to stay on top or ahead of this issue? Well, it's, it's going to be a really tough one because, uh, uh, you know, they've been in power for six years. So they've had six years to look at this issue and to come up with a plan. So they may, they probably will have some announcements regarding housing, but, uh, um, you know, people have now had experience with the Liberal administration on solving this particular problem. And if it's risen to the, you know, the number two issue, and at least it is in our polling, facing uh, Canada during the election campaign, that's not because people like what's going on. Um, is this going to be, although very quick, a lackluster campaign? Is it going to get people's attention? Are we going to like be mired in the things like I've mentioned before, or uh, is there going to be something that that, uh, that that gets people's attention that that spikes our attention? Or, or are we heading to a low voter voter turnout here? Do you think? Well, you know, at the start of this uh, this whole thing, uh, I was of the view that it was going to be a low intensity campaign and low voter turnout was going to be a problem for all the parties. It's usually particularly a problem for the Liberals because they tend to have younger voters and the NDP tend to have younger voters. I'm not sure right now. Uh, the most recent polling that we did for Global News shows that the Conservatives don't have a big lead among that boomer most reliable uh, voting uh, population. In fact, mm-hmm. the Liberals are doing just as well. Uh, but also, we're starting to get some interest in the campaign now as it looks like uh, the, you know, the, the first week hasn't gone particularly well and there might actually be a campaign. So we'll see where this goes. It's early days. Early uh, days for figuring out what's going on, but later days for the actual process of the campaign. Will this really come to a head? And again, you know, we used to say that was polling day, but again, as you mentioned, there's so many different factors here. Will Labor Day be the, will it be a, a significant benchmark for when this really changes? Yeah, and, and unless the government can get some momentum and the Liberal Party can get some momentum going at around that time, it's going to get uh, it's going to get difficult for them to 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 claw back uh, levels of support. And the debates start just after Labor Day. So in, in uh, Quebec, TV has, has a debate on on September the second, right after Labor Day. Uh, and that'll be the first chance that all three all leaders of the major parties are going to be on the stage together, and that could shake things up. Daryl Brooker is with us, CEO, Ipsos Public Affairs, and, of course, uh, bestsellers, Big Shift and Empty Planet. Uh, as always, uh, Daryl, thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend. Be well. You too. Thanks, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.